0: <laughs> welcome to pilot's progressive party hey welcome wendy pilot
1: welcome robert <laughs> i'm
0: here yes, yes. Hey, c- countdown to retirement
1: you know, as the days get closer to the final day of my retirement, it's going slower and slower. Oh. And I'm like, come on already. Come oh, on. It's not
0: supposed to do that. Uh, wow. We watched uh, a little of Rachel Maddow. We're really not into uh, Yeah, we're not. Well, we love Rachel, but mm-hmm. we're not going to say anything. But um, we're not into corporate media. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting about the, the Fixers book, huh? It is. Mm. I like it. Yeah. But you know
1: what? The ones, the people out there who are just convinced that forty-five is, you know, better than bread and butter, they're not reading that, and they they think that, you know, Cohen is lying about everything in the book. So. Wow.
0: Well, well, the people it's, that are maybe on the on the verge or on the mm, uh, on the edge, maybe mm-hmm. that's helped them even uh, uh, realize more.
1: Sure. I hey, don't know. I hope so. Why not?
0: Well, this is fun uh doing radio uh, it is it is really fun but what's more fun i know that's in proper english but what's more fun mm-hmm. is that uh we have uh like gotten relationships over over the years with people that have been guests mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh i sent out a bat signal to one of our, our guests that's up right now uh can you explain <laughs> like that a little like bit
1: the, like the Batmobile, and you send a bat signal out to see if they would want to come on and talk and spend some time with us is that what you mean
0: that too okay that too well right now i know he's a really busy man but yeah. we got uh hennepin county sheriff uh, dave hutchinson on the on the line uh sheriff welcome to pilots progressive party
2: hey how's uh, everything going it's been like a couple of days since i've seen you both but uh it's, it's good except for this weather but uh, i'm doing pretty well how
0: are That's you great.
1: Good. We're doing good.
0: Yeah, we're doing really good and Wendy's countdown to retirement and uh you know, people don't know but you have like a, a big hobby. Do you want to talk about your hobby for a second before we get into the nuts and bolts of uh, crime fighting?
2: Sure. It's uh my best hobby is sleeping. Well, besides that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> besides, I don't get any sleep, but if I could, nap would be number 1, but I don't get time, but I uh as as you know I cut down your tree I really like cutting down dead trees I want to make sure people know they're dead I don't (laughs) enjoy cutting live healthy trees but it's a hobby of mine because if I get some exercise and uh, you know I like you know in in policing you never really get uh, like a like a what's the word I'm looking for immediate uh, response so if I cut down dead trees like yours and yeah you get immediate
1: satisfaction right
2: absolutely Um, and i enjoy that so it's uh fun for me and and uh, i have a bunch of bunch of saws and i even fix Roberts. i uh, gave her a new uh spark plug and uh, cleaned up the carb and that's another one of my hobbies is you know fixing small engines too so that's awesome. A few well,
1: we like really it. appreciate it, and we want to thank you so you know so much again for coming over. Um we woke up after the big windstorm last week, and our little uh, you know cherry, our little crab apple tree was just laying just blew over and <laughs> and uh, yeah. you came over and just chopped it all up, so it was easy for us to bring to the compost and put in our uh, lawn uh, bucket. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, I thought it was fun. You know, uh, normal people would have knocked on your door, but I just thought, well, if they hear me out here chainsawing, they'll come out eventually. (laughs) Well, that's funny
1: that you say that because I was sitting out in the back and I heard the chainsaw, and I was like, "What the heck is this going on?" And I looked out, and there you were, out in the front of the house, cutting the tree down uh, in pieces. So that's great.
0: Yeah, that Uh, is great. Thank you so much. So. What what uh what is going on uh in uh Hennepin County right now? I know we had a, a really sad situation uh with a child drowning and just um just things that are really hard uh for somebody uh as sensitive and caring as you.
2: Well, it was tough, I mean, because anytime you get a six year old boy that you know his grandpa said it best. Uh, as he was out for a bike ride and never returned home. A little six-year-old, cute little kid, uh, on a bike ride with some friends, and, and, it went and they went to cool off. And unfortunately, a couple of kids went a little far out. And fortunately, two of them were able to be brought back in. But the little Isaac, unfortunately, went out there and uh, drowned. And then, uh, you know, people forget the, the river currents are so unpredictable. Uh, and there's a big drop off there, so we didn't know where he was. So we spent uh, over 40 hours looking for him. And I told the family and the community that we're not, we're not freaking going home until we find this kid. And uh, some people said it was a bold statement. If it, it would have taken two months, we would have spent two months out there because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was a little baby boy, and, and mm-hmm. the family was hurting, and uh, it was hard. It was, uh, you know, I've been through a lot this year and a half with COVID and the George Floyd killing, and. Uh, but that was hard, man. I got to know the family. I mean, they're like, they're just sweet you know, people. There's some, you know, there's three families involved, so there was some conflict, but uh, it was just tough. So I'm I'm glad we found them, and I'm glad they got closure, and um, hopefully we can go a couple weeks without something bad happening. You know, I prayed mm-hmm. to,
1: to Yeah, God. let's keep our fingers crossed and say prayers for the family and the boy. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thanks for doing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's hard. What do, what do you do uh for yourself uh and uh through a, a traumatic situation like that and 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 also what do you do for your other deputies when they go through uh a similar trauma because it is traumatic.
2: What is you know the lieutenant um Shane Madison who you know he's uh in charge of the water patrol. Uh, he has two boys, granted they're now teenagers, but I asked him. I said, you know, he's pulled, you know, unfortunately, probably a hundred people out of water. And he said, this was the toughest one because the family was down there watching us. We have t- developed relationships, and uh, he—he's the one, uh, the, you know, the officer is the one who found them because they had a jet ski and he was able to get close to the bridge and and he called over the lieutenant to, to you know, to secure him for the ME. That's how we do it. Medical examiner came and uh, he says the hardest one because you developed the relationship to the family so it's you know we're human beings sometimes it gets it gets lost in translation with all this bad stuff going on with the police and and communities of color and, and we know there's issues and you know we're working on them but uh you know people forget that we're human beings i mean we uh we cry we have uh we get depressed we get mad like everybody else but uh or we're supposed to hold our composure. So what we do is to try wellness, you know, mind, body and spirit. Now we've had a financial planning and, uh, uh, you know, thing into it because, you know, some young cops, you know, don't do great stuff with their finances. And then that leads to divorce. And so we've, we've got a financial planner to help people. And, um, so we just take care of them. And, you know, I think that the, the best thing I can do as their leader is just say, thank you for all the hard work. Uh, it goes a long ways with those people. And, uh, you know, what I do again, I you know, I I go cut trees down, I hang out with uh <laughs> Justin, I hang out with uh, friends, I, I sit in my garage and uh, you know, I don't condone it, but I smoke a cigar here and there and I uh and I work yeah. on stuff in the garage and uh so I I'm just like any other regular person, you know, someone that can find a hobby that makes you kinda relax and that's what I do just like anybody else.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's it's tough, right when?
1: Mhm. It's always good to have an outlet though and to know that when you need to go, you know, cut down a tree or, you know, you do that, it's, you know, kinda of get your mind off other things. What else is going on sure. in Hennepin County there, Dave?
2: Well, we're getting ready for the big uh ominous hearing on Friday for the you know, for the four officers and for the George mm-hmm. Floyd killing and uh and I think there's some you know, I don't think the judge is going to do much. I think he's going to take a lot of this stuff under advisement. But I, I think it's getting out there that some false rumors, and um, and I really don't think that um, much is going to happen Friday. It's it's just a hearing to hear all the facts and talk about the motions. And I have faith in the uh, in the judicial system and the judge uh, providing your ruling uh, that they'll make the right decision. So I think people just need to. You know calm down and, and let the system work its course and uh so people were gearing up for that uh friday uh september 11th
1: yeah, yeah
2: i think it's just a weird day to have it but that's what um, my I, I don't make those calls
0: so. right mm-hmm.
2: exactly
0: yeah. uh so we got uh a wall of uh forgotten natives part two and i know i've mm-hmm. heard so many uh good compliments about how uh from my native friends that are uh, uh boots on the ground on uh on how much support you're giving them and so i just want to throw that out there um uh, we're really uh grateful here on uh pilots progressive party and and just uh, Wendy and i want to say peeny gigi thank you so much for uh helping our relatives as much as you can
2: yeah and it's you know it's uh winter's coming and you know, I think the state never needs to get involved. I mean, eventually we're going to have to move them. But I mean, you and know, I, and I keep going back to this, and, and this might not be, you know, popular. But this this homelessness is not a law enforcement problem. And I keep telling the, you know, our our county leaders and our state leaders that uh, being homeless isn't not illegal. Uh, some of the stuff that happens in these camps, you know, trafficking, will help out, but uh, the the state and the county, but I don't think we need to smoke permanently where they can get on their feet, but i I don't think we need to start policing these camps because then we're the bad guys, and uh, again, we'll help out with with public safety, but the, they need to come up with a plan to put these people where they're where they can you know get food security they can get job security or education or especially the families and uh, you know, and a lot of these people in the camps, not a lot, some are, are there by, uh, sometimes they have homes, and they're there for other reasons, so we got to kind of flush those people out, but this is a community problem, it's not a law enforcement problem, uh, and I, and I kind of want to, you know, I'm that to death, but this, the, the, the leaders of this community, non-law enforcement leaders, need to step up and get these people housing so uh, they can be better, and so we don't have to kick them out and be the bad guys, so.
0: Well, wow. we agree a hundred percent. And uh, again, we want to uh, thank you for your support, um, Wendy. Any last uh, question before we let the the great sheriff uh, I don't lumberjack know. Well, go? I d-
1: the lumberjack, yeah, the lumberjack <laughs> sheriff. I don't know. It was kind of inspiring to me. Uh, you handling that chainsaw, and the one that we have is a lot smaller. And I think that would be, I would be able to handle that one really good. So, Robert, I'm ready.
0: Well, well, I think we should I'll train Wendy in doing some sculptures. Uh, some sculptures with that <laughs> chainsaw that you just fixed.
2: Well, I tell you what I do, and uh, not to—I know you got other stuff going on, but you know, I cut trees. My brother has a little hobby farm, and when I cut them down, I put my initials in there, and then he has three boys uh, that I put their initials in the stumps with the chainsaw. That's about as far as my uh, artistic abilities go
0: as initials cool <laughs> well thank you uh for spending some time with us uh it really uh on a dreary day it really brightens uh up our day that to uh, hear from you and that you're doing good and uh we support you so much uh here and um
1: stay safe
0: well i want to say i
2: love you and then uh justin and i are going on a date night today we're gonna go have some pho uh it's a great night for some pho uh you know the- <laughs> I don't awesome. know if it's a Vietnamese soup, but it's got yeah. it good. But so that's where oh, we're going in a little while, and uh, nice. so I'll be full of some fun about ten minutes. So thank you very much. <laughs> Tell oh,
1: oh, Justin. Hi. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly.
2: Will. We will. Right. Thank you for
0: your time. Thank, thank you. you so much. Hey, wow, Wendy, we love uh, Dave Hutch. Henn- He's the County Hennepin County
1: Sheriff. Sheriff. He's an awesome guy. He's true blue. He's empathetic he's uh, has a lot of compassion about him and he's just fantastic we love him
0: wow with those words we'll be right back you're listening to pilots progressive party
3: Minnehaha Falls Landscaping creates outdoor environments that grow beauty and support health and wellness. We provide everything needed for people and pollinators to grow healthy together in the home landscape. Contact us for landscape renovations, patios, walkways, retaining walls, butterfly gardens, rain gardens, and bee lawns. Minnehaha Falls Landscaping is a business rooted in healthy soil. We rely on soil health to beautify landscapes, restore ecosystems, and protect pollinators. We love sharing our soil secrets with everyone. Visit us at minnehahafallslandscape.com.
0: Hey to everyone, this is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Ritz Radio, then Pilots Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you, Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon, Native Roots Radio Network, and help in any way you can. P-N-G-E, and thank you for your support.
4: When you need legal assistance, let the Minnesota Lawyer and Referral Information Service help you find the right attorney. It's a new and enhanced program of the Hennepin and Ramsey County Bar Associations. They have professional, experienced referral counselors who can connect you to vetted attorneys practicing in employment law, divorce, bankruptcy, DUI, and much more. Take the stress out of finding a lawyer. Call 612-752-6699 or go to mnlawyerreferral.org. The right call for the right lawyer. Cafe Latte combines a cafe dining experience with gourmet quality food. And right now, Cafe Latte has reopened to indoor dining at 50% capacity. So come check out their pizza and wine bar or get a treat from the bakery made fresh daily.
5: Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from
4: their ever-changing
5: selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups.
4: Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com
0: welcome back to pilots progressive party hey welcome back wendy
1: (laughs) welcome back
0: wow we really love the hennepin county sheriff Mm -hmm. here in uh in ramsey county yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you know before uh he was elected and uh we had a a indian fighter who was a a hennepin county sheriff Mm -hmm. so Not only it's better off, it's way better off because of how uh, great a person he is, Mm -hmm. uh, Dave.
1: He's a good leader.
0: Yeah, definitely. So uh, we have an opportunity to really uh, talk to somebody that we're really happy to have on. And I know uh, MN350 Action is helping me uh, set up a lot of guests and they got they got this one here, Jen uh, McEwen, and we're really excited to have her on. Uh, who is she, Wendy?
1: Well, Jen McEwen is running to be Duluth's next Minnesota State Senator. McEwen is an attorney representing workers with disability claims against insurance companies, and she's the board president of the Damiano Center. Uh, she lives in a house that her great-grandparents built in the Morley Heights neighborhood along with her husband and their two children who are students in Duluth public schools. And I have one of her quotes here. Quote, these times called for bold and courageous leadership. What we do now will not only determine how we come through the pandemic, but will also chart the path for the kind of future that we want for ourselves and for our children. Uh, McEwen will be on the general election ballot on Tuesday, November 3rd.
0: Well, let's welcome uh, Jen. Jen, welcome to Pilots Progressive Party. You're here with uh, Wendy Pilot and Robert Pilot.
5: Hi, Robert and Wendy. Thank you so much for having me on and inviting me to join you today.
1: We're happy to have you.
0: Exactly. We're really excited, too. Uh, Your area is kind of up in Duluth. Can you tell our audience uh, what district you're running running for?
5: Yeah, I'm um, Senate District 7, which is pretty much all of Duluth. It's Duluth proper. Um, There's a couple of precincts that are are not in 7, but um, it's, for generally speaking, it's Duluth. Yeah.
0: Wow. wow! Nice big
1: area you have.
5: Yeah.
0: And it also, is a big
5: area. Yeah. Also, yeah. there's
0: a, a, and Duluth a, is lot. a really
5: long city that runs, you know, for for miles. It's very long and narrow, but it goes from way, way out west all the way to Fond du Lac, and then up the North Shore um, to Lakewood and into Duluth Township up north. So it's a long, I'll, big city.
0: I always uh, want to ask uh, somebody that's running for office what made you. What was the tipping point? What made you go, darn it, I am somebody, and i'm gonna I've been waiting for somebody to do something, and I am somebody and I'm running. What was the tipping point for you?
5: The tipping point was the pandemic, really. I mean, I had been considering a run earlier um, because I had been following our incumbent senators votes in particular on natural resource issues and, and climate and energy issues and was disappointed in some of those votes and the way that things were going and had wanted to see more action. But then I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I certainly felt this spring as the pandemic really settled in and hit that um, it was time for us to really seize the moment, it, that there are these really critical issues um, Across the board, from healthcare to the climate crisis, to um, reform of our um, criminal justice system and and policing to our housing crisis, there are so many issues that we really need to um, confront head on. And and um, I I kind of looked at my my current situation and thought. What are we waiting for? This is the time. When, 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 when would be a better time to do this? And, and in particular with the climate crisis, you know, we're, we're in a situation now where scientists the world over are clamoring for us as civil society to do something. They're telling us that the science says we have about 10 years to make these changes to mitigate for the worst case scenarios that the climate crisis would bring and um so these next 2 to 5 years are going to be critically important to have leaders with the political courage to step up and guide our economies toward clean energy in in a ra- in a rapid transition because because we've let decades and decades go by really my whole adult life where we've known what we've had to do and we just haven't done it. We've been dragging on it. And and then there's no, no time to waste any longer.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, the whole West coast is, uh, burning.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and then that should be a big warning too. And I, I, I read somewhere where, uh, we're in climate crisis right now. And if we were, uh, a cancer, uh, a, a cancer patient, we need to be getting treatment immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, I really see that, especially mm-hmm. with what's happened in California. We have two hurricanes shooting out at the coasts uh, at the same time. These are things I'm almost 60 years old that I've never seen in my life.
5: Yeah. 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 We really are at this precipice where we have some tough decisions that we have to make about how we're going to go forward. And, you know, it it's, in many ways, that's a little bit scary because the the cost and the um, the danger is is so potent and it's right in front of us. But there's also all this opportunity right now as well. And this is it out of any moment of crisis like we're in right now all of this opportunity can be fostered and and created out of this moment. So it's exciting to be running for office during this time, actually, because of that and because of just the hope for all of the exciting things that we can do to move forward in a positive way out of these difficult times. We, we can do so much better. So.
1: Yeah, we definitely can. Um, my worry is that these large conglomerate companies who have great, big lobbying power. Um, it, you know, you said you know we need people who are going to be courageous and to go up against. I'm I'm assuming going up against these big companies, and you know, we need uh, sustainable, renewable energy. Um, I mean, Trump just uh, opened up. Alaska, there's a really beautiful area in Alaska and he just opened it up and okayed it for more drilling. Um, yeah. And I, I that breaks my heart because I'm an animal advocate, so not only is mm-hmm. that going to impact our animals, but it's also going to impact our our environment. And we don't really need to get more oil out of the out of the ground here because it's we don't even need it. We have a surplus. it's going to go somewhere else. yeah
5: yeah no i I agree, and it's you know i there there are a lot of forces in our society that are trying to dig in to try to prevent movement that the majority of people know that we need to have this movement in a rapid way and that we don't have time to waste i I really do think I mean we see it play out in Minnesota as well with some of the extractive industry projects that. You know, if if you listen to the lobbyists and you listen to the the money that comes out, you would be left with the impression that all of Minnesota supports copper nickel mining. All of Minnesota supports um, building Line Three, for example. Mm. But actually, when you look at the numbers of of where people are at, they they're not in support of those things. Mm. It's a very vocal. Um, Minority of people that are asking for these things, but some of those people in that minority are very powerful people with a lot of money and a lot of influence and um so you know being able to just move forward, and I think we're we are at a sort of political tipping point as well um in in being able to get to the point where. It's not going to make a lot of economic sense either to hold on to the the fossil fuel industries and the more the dangerous extractive industry projects that that are being proposed. What we're in a situation now is is we don't want to have Minnesotans left uh, high and dry when the fossil fuel based industries dry up, and and we don't want to have our uh, communities. And our workers have the rug pulled out from underneath them because the change is happening. It's Mm -hmm. going to happen. It's happening all over. And so now is the time for Minnesota to act very progressively and proactively to make the changes to protect our communities and our workers.
0: Yeah. Hey, say, Jen, uh, do you have uh, uh, some more capacity to be on for another segment? Because we're going to hit a hard break right now.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'd love to stay longer. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Great. Hey, this is, we're Wendy and uh, Robert Pilot of Pilot's Progressive Party, and we're with Jen McEwen, who's running for state senator in District 7. We'll be right back after this short break.
4: The Blaisdell in Minneapolis has two great options for weddings. The Blaisdell Parlor provides an intimate ceremony space with beautiful greenery surrounding the fireplace. Or for those preferring an outdoor ceremony, the Blaisdell Courtyard, offering a breathtaking space to say I do, surrounded by loved ones and a stunning landscape. If you or a family member was planning on postponing a wedding due to COVID-19, well, this is your chance to make the marriage official while still planning for a reception at a later date. More information and available dates at theblaisdell.com.
0: Hi, this is Chad from AM950. With the recent round of storms that came through the Twin Cities, some of you may have sustained damage to your roofing, siding, or windows. Call Snap Construction, the company we trust, to see if you sustained damage. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window company in the Metro. Ryan, how are you able to help people that may have had damage from these storms? Well, Chad, with experience,
2: we've helped thousands of Minnesotans with their storm damage claims. If you suspect your
1: home has damage or was denied in the past, give us a call for your free inspection. It can take up to a year for hail and wind damage to reveal itself. The insurance process can be complicated. We make it easy. We use the same costing software that all insurance companies rely on. As always, we stand behind our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. Don't wait. Call us for your free estimate or inspection today. 612-333-SNAP. 612-333-SNAP.
4: These uncertain school schedules caused by COVID will affect our kids for life. Isolation leads to stunted social skills, depression, and anxiety. On top of that, parents are telling us it's wreaking havoc on their workday. That's why School of Rock Eden Prairie is offering weekday camps for grades 4 through 12. Join us once or twice a week for a day of music programming and quiet space where your student can complete their academic schoolwork. Small groups of five students enjoy instructor-led jam sessions, learn to play instruments, learn how to play by ear, write and record their own songs, and play lighthearted games like Name That Tune, Musical Trivial Pursuit, and Rock Band Pictionary. No music experience is required to participate. Details pricing and our COVID precautions are at edenprairie.schoolofrock.com. Click on the Eden Prairie Weekday Camps in the red banner. That's EdenPrairie.SchoolOfRock.com. You can also find the direct link on AM950Radio.com. Or, if you prefer, give us a call, 952-934-ROCK.
0: AM950 Weather, I'm Patrick Lillia. Clearing skies overnight with a low down to 38. Some fog early Thursday morning that gives way to mostly sunny skies and a high of 61. Don't miss the Home
3: Improvement and Design Expo this Saturday at the Hasse Arena in Lakeville. It's the smart place to start your home improvement projects. The Home Improvement and Design Expo this Saturday at the Hasse Arena in Lakeville. Visit expoguys.com to learn more. That's expoguys.com. We'll see you at the show.
0: Welcome back to Pilots Progressive Party. Hey welcome back, Wendy.
1: Yeah, happy to be
3: here. Wow,
0: we got an awesome guest on right now, Jen McEwen, who's running for uh, District 7 Senate. and uh, wow, a lot of really great things uh, Jen's been saying. and one of the things I wanted to say too, she's talked about a little bit about the crisis and uh, and I was just thinking because when I've always heard uh, the word crisis, it's it's a Japanese word or no, a Chinese word mm-hmm. and they merge the two symbols, dangerous win an opportunity the two symbols are mer- mer- uh, merged and so every crisis is a dangerous opportunity and i think i heard jen say something like that mm. welcome back jen
5: thank you thank you very much i didn't know that that's really interesting thanks for that
1: robert is filled with uh <laughs> trivia <laughs> of all time no. <laughs> i
0: thought you were going to say useless Great, trivia. Though,
1: how appropriate I'm usually yeah. useless probably it's pretty good
0: well, I got a, I got a quick question for you, and um, and one of the questions is, you know, what a specific uh, uh, p- proposal for Minnesota that excites you? Um, that makes you hopeful?
1: The, the Minnesota Health Plan, plan. Yeah, or anything, <laughs> yeah. You never float your boat. We want to know about.
5: Yeah, yeah. The oh, sorry to interrupt yeah, the, the Minnesota Health Plan I would say. John Marty's Minnesota Health Plan, the single payer comprehensive health care plan for Minnesota. Um I I think that um the pandemic, you know, we've all said it and heard it heard it, but it's just completely laid bare what we know was already a very cruel, unjust health care Situation that we have in the United States, I wouldn't call it a system because it's not really a system. It's a, it's a for-profit, you know, making profit off of the backs of people's misery. And um, we need healthcare the right in Minnesota, and we need to separate healthcare from employment. And John Marty's plan is a very thoughtful, very comprehensive. Um, very well planned out plan that is ready to go. <laughs> He's already introduced it. We just need enough um, DSL legislators or progressive legislators, regardless of party, who really see the benefits—ethical, um, moral benefits, of course—but healthcare outcome benefits, cost benefits. I mean, we, the list goes on and on. But the again the the polls show that people support this. They want healthcare as a right. They want to have healthcare separated from employment. So we just need we need to do these things. And that makes me really excited that we already have legislators and people in Minnesota who've been working really hard on this and we really just need a big progressive push and to flip the Senate um, to really get some movement on that.
1: I think that is wonderful. I, I'm an almost retired uh, pharmacist who worked in an infectious diseases clinic here um, in mm. a major um,
0: you know, university,
1: <laughs> a major <laughs> healthcare and uh, entity. And uh, most of the patients who I dealt with um, have HIV or HIV positive, and um, their medications are expensive, and their care is expensive. And if we had a single payer. Um, that would be unbelievable, and it would help so many, many, so many people. And um, healthcare is a right; people should have yeah. it. Um, yeah. So, thank you very much for yeah. supporting that yeah. and working on that.
5: Yeah, it's it makes so much sense on so many levels to do and you know, like Bernie Sanders harps on all the time, we are the only developed nation in the world that has not figured out a system to deliver comprehensive healthcare to our citizens as a right, you know, and, it, right. and, it, and there's really no excuse for it. It's just the profit and the money that's been holding us back.
1: Yeah and they've done studies so far on the pandemic and how much it has cost um and if oh, there yeah. were single uh, payers how uh, much money we could have saved So Oh yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: Well also too I thought you were going to say Wendy is that uh, one of the things about single payer is that we now know that we can afford it and we're we're affording mm-hmm. things that the Republicans have said we can never afford, and we're already paying for those right now. So uh, we just yeah. need uh, direction and leadership, and that's what I think we have in Jen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it, one of the other things that I that I think is really true also is that in the United States, if you look at the amount of money people pay in taxes and in other costs that are typically covered by taxes in other um, developed democracies across the world. So things like health care, things like, um, well, yeah, things like um, different insurances or things that we're paying for um, privately that could be covered publicly. We pay a lot for those things in the United States. So we're being nickeled and dimed on all of these things. And the the rate that we're paying in taxes in total, we're not getting the same bang for our buck from our taxes that people all across the rest of the world get. You know, having your education covered, your secondary college mm-hmm. education covered are very low cost, having your health care taken care of, um, childcare, all sorts of different benefits that people have because they're pooling their money and it's much more efficient and mm-hmm. you don't have people trying to dim the cream off in the form of profit from all of these, what should be public goods. And so I think that there's something about the culture of the United States and the way that it's developed to, to be averse to taxes. But there's also like a good reason for it in terms of working people looking at the amount that they're paying in taxes out of their paycheck and Mm -hmm. feeling like, what am I really getting from that? And they're not seeing the tangible results. Whereas somebody who lived in Canada, even they have this treasured national healthcare system. They know that they're not going to go broke if they come down with a Mm -hmm. really severe illness or need to go to the hospital or something happens to someone in their family, they have that sense of security. And so Taxes have been really demonized in the United States, and I think in some ways that's for good reason because we're not getting the services that Mm -hmm. so many other people in the world are getting um, through pooling their resources together um, in the form of
0: taxation. Hey, we're here with uh, Jen McEwen. Uh, She's running for state senator up in District 7, which is uh, Duluth. Uh, One of the things when you were speaking right there, uh, I was thinking about, too, is, uh, is the Internet. I mean... Uh, out in rural areas and uh, places in the cities here with our students doing distance learning I'm a high school teacher and um, nice. just to the disparities this should be almost a utility
5: oh yeah absolutely there's not a question in my mind that it, the internet needs to be treated like a utility I mean just think of the way that we use it it's just I mean it's our phone book it's where we how we order food it's how we communicate with our family and our friends it's how we apply for jobs it's like it's so many things it's how we get our news it's just it it really does need to be treated as a utility uh,
0: well, one, one of we the need things develop r- it r- in
5: in rural areas that the people in rural areas don't have adequate fast broadband internet is 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 wrong it needs to be corrected immediately
0: yeah, uh, it, it's it, one of the one of the things you were saying earlier in the first section too. I just want to switch gears a little bit. Um, you were uh, really talking about what what uh, what excites you uh, in Minnesota uh, way to makes you, makes you hopeful with uh, what we're doing here with our our energy and you mentioned Line Three. Uh, you know, like. I watch, uh, sports in a sense. I watch like high school sports and when they do the tournaments and things like that, it's just like, all we see is Embridge commercials. All I see, uh, on the radio yeah. on TV is Embridge commercials and people are not for that.
2: Yeah.
5: You know, I, uh, one thing that does make me really hopeful actually about, um, our Minnesota economy, and the, as as we're moving forward and transitioning to clean energy, I, I really believe that our strong history of labor and union organizing amongst our workers in Minnesota is going to be a real asset in how we transition to a clean energy economy. So right now, there there is this sort of dispute within. Organized labor right some of some of the groups in organized labor really want these projects. they really want the line three, they really want the polymet they you know they want to do those because they want jobs and um, but other people in the labor movement see these bigger public health issues and for the that for their own membership and for the broader community we We just can't go down those roads. It's time for a new way of doing things, but together regardless of of those specific issues organized labor fighting for dignity for workers in the workplace mm-hmm. living wage jobs family supporting jobs that really needs to be the foundation of how we move forward in creating a clean energy economy in Minnesota and that makes me really hopeful because i think as we move forward in these next couple of years, I really do believe that labor as a whole is going to come around and be seeing the writing on the wall in regard to fossil fuels. And they already are, um, mm-hmm. but they're going to be as – we, as we move forward and the jobs start being developed in clean energy and we start seeing what this will look like and how we can build a new manufacturing base and a real reindustrialization of – our economy with that is green (laughs) that when we really start to be able to see tangible results of that people are going to get on board and in a way that is is really healthy in terms of providing um just better opportunities and a better way of life better um benefits all sorts of things for workers that we have more um less wealth disparity right now. Our wealth disparities off the charts, and it needs to be brought back to a sensible, sustainable place. And so our history and the heritage that we have in Minnesota with our unions is something that I think will serve us really well.
0: Wow. Well, this has been a really great show. Uh, we, Wendy and I really are, I, well, Wendy's smiling, so I think she agrees with me that this has been a really good show, and you've been a really awesome guest. I want to uh, give the opportunity to uh, shoot out your website and Facebook page so people can support you because I know sometimes up in Duluth it can feel like the deep north and we got, you know, Trump's uh, sons, cousins, uh, daughters, (laughs) everybody heading up there trying to win over the votes. Uh, Give us uh, what your website is.
5: Yeah, thanks so much. Well, I would say for people listening throughout the state, Duluth is actually very, very blue, very progressive. Yeah. And we we're wondering why the Trumps keep coming here. And we think it's because we have the media um, center that goes out into the broader, bigger areas, but people should know that. Um, but uh, my website is dot uh, com, and Facebook on Facebook. We're at Jen McEwen for state Senate.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for spending some time with us. And it was, it's really uh important to have a, uh, a blue candidate like yourself and someone that supports clean air and, and, and no pipelines and no uh, polymed and uh, universal healthcare. This has been just a really great show and segment, right, Wen?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jen, and best wishes to you. Uh,
0: absolutely. Thanks so that- much
5: for having me, and thanks for your show, and, and thanks for all your work.
0: Thank you. It's we're fine. gonna have you. On, we're gonna have you on again. This was a really good show. So thanks. Thank you so much. That was Jen McEwen, and she's running for uh, District Seven as a state senator. And wow, what a great show so far, Wendy. You're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and we'll be right back after this short break.
3: Sky How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward, the entire back moves higher or lower, the self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance. And you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina and online at HabitationDesign.com. Again, HabitationDesign.com.
0: Hey, Kudigy to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Ritz Radio, then Pilots Progressive Party, and finally, the New Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon, Native Roots Radio Network, and help in any way you can. gee and thank you for your support.
3: Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Are you over the age of 60 and been diagnosed with lung cancer? If so, you and your family may qualify for a cash award. We can help make sure that you and your family are financially safe and medical expenses are covered. If you've been diagnosed with lung cancer and are over 60, call 24-7. 1-844-358-9985. 1-844-358-9985. Attorney Advertising. William Stephacker, Jr. is the attorney responsible for this ad. Main office, Grant, Pennsylvania. May not be available in all states.
0: What a What is it? Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Wow, Wendy, what a show.
1: What a show, what a show.
0: Wow, uh, what a great guest. And I want to give a quick shout out to uh, people working for MN350 that hooked us up with this great guest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, MN350 is a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice, and uh, wow. they are all about renewable energy.
0: So Wow, that was really good. That was really, I didn't even
1: have it written down.
0: Wow, that was really good. But yeah, yeah so... Um, Really great talk. Uh, really didn't have to prod her about anything. Mm-hmm. I, I think it really came out nice and she was awesome and had her ducks in a row. I um, was really excited to hear about clean energy. Mm-hmm. And again, I, th- I think like we uh, we have the, uh, the money to do this. We just don't have the will exactly. right now. And that's why we got to get people out to vote mm-hmm. and have a landslide here exactly
1: um, well like she was saying you know most of the people who are in with the money with these big corporations that are still with the fossil fuels and the pipelines and the polymed and the mining and the nickel and the diming and whatever they are they are the loudest the loudest.
0: The squeaky wheel. Yes. They they're,
1: he- they're at the Capitol. They're lobbying. They twercils. have the money. They And then the majority of the people who aren't the loud ones and who don't have all the money, who really want renewable energy, mm-hmm. aren't heard.
0: Or if you're just a, a normal person that possibly isn't uh, politically involved exactly. and you're seeing these commercials and I going, know. oh, that looks like a great idea. Look at there's Indians there dancing with the pipe fitters. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, oh, man, they paid them I a know. lot of money to do that. You I know. say
1: this over and over again, and I'll say it again. Everybody call your representatives. Call your state senators and let them know what you want. Um, they're not going to know what you want unless you tell them. So tell them. I don't want polymet i don't want pipeline i don't want
0: these are you know. all foreign companies mm-hmm. that are going to dump crap all over our, yeah, our water and our care. land and then they're going to leave and then they're going to sell out to somebody else and change mm-hmm. their name exactly um we only have a few minutes left but uh, we we just talked a little bit about uh that book uh, i'm still kind of blown away from rachel's show last oh rachel night.
1: maddow last night had uh, richard cohen what's his first name cohen michael cohen oh my gosh i don't
0: think it was richard cohen i think he's our state senator oh
1: right so um but anyway he wrote a book about all the lies uh that 45 have has uh told um and it was very interesting last night so um yeah every yeah
0: so you have an update too i know we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago this poor animal
1: yeah, and
0: good. wendy does a sacred animal section in our uh oh the cat's here <laughs> every time you mention the sacred animal <laughs> animals, she comes. here she comes wow but wendy does a sacred oh. animal section on native roots radio that you can hear every week one to three here on saturdays on am 950 and facebook live and yeah. itunes and all those other things and we also have Pilots Progressive Party that we're on right now, and mm-hmm. then we do uh, Rock the Vote Native Style. Uh, we're really putting up, pushing out the Native uh, vote and also the Native candidates up in the Deep North, and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, and then we do a symposium too. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going back to Sundays, uh, but it'll be a week broadcast uh, uh, delay. And last week's uh, or two weeks ago was on. Um, Oh, it was on ICWA. Mm -hmm. So the adoption, it was really, really interesting.
1: Um, So are you going to let me talk about my update?
0: (laughs) No. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: So uh, the Humane Society of the United States had a $5,000 reward. If you remember about a a month ago, this dog was found uh, tied up. Uh, His name was Riptide. And um, uh, he's doing better. And um, so the Humane Society of the United States put up 5,000 and then a a generous Anonymous donor donor put up another five thousand, so there's a ten thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the arrest of the people who uh, tied this dog up, um, zip tied, zip tied his mouth shut. I mean, his mouth, his, the zip zip ties were so tight they were to his bone. Um, He was tied, his back leg was also tied, and he had to get his back leg amputated, Uh, but he's doing really, really well. He's at Fun Fur Pet Dog Daycare and boarding, and that's where he's getting his rehab, Um, and he's doing really well, and he's very loving, and he's doing great, and we're still looking for people um Who knows something about this? So mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what happened. But uh, the update is is that the dog is doing well.
0: <laughs> and every time and I talk about do- a
1: dog, <laughs> our dog
0: loves the fact. Oh I think God. she's saying the show is almost over. I don't know.
1: Well, she's looking out the window here. Okay. Oh, good girl. Okay.
0: So, hey, great show. thank you so much to our guest uh hennepin county sheriff dave hutchinson are we like we're changing our last names to doolittle i think uh Uh, oh and uh and jen McEwen, who's running for senator uh state senator up in duluth and gosh what a great show wendy thank you so much for co-hosting this and and always uh your insight and i just want to thank you and happy retirement
1: yeah happy to be here
0: you're listening to pilots progressive party and we're out